Better Bets Ahead is live with episode 34. We are diving into NFL wildcard weekend. Uh, great slate of six games across three days, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, two, three, and one. Uh, got my got my guy, Jay Mills, alongside me again. Jay Mills, uh, what are you most excited for this weekend? Just excited to watch these uh, these NFL playoff games. I mean, it's the best football you're going to be able to watch all year. Um, great matchups. Uh, honestly, I think the NFL, if they could script it going into week 18, what would happen? It, it came out perfect. So um, the NFL script writers are on point, uh, ready to see who the Niners face, uh, ready to watch some cold football games rolling up where it basically feels like negative 25 in Kansas City. We'll talk about that. Uh, just some great football, great matchups. The only horrible game we're going to have to watch is probably the Bills versus uh, Mason Rudolph, uh, the greatest quarterback <laughs> of all time. So it's not Christmas anymore. No Rudolph coming to the rescue. So uh, we're going to watch some good games this week, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm excited. Obviously, Dolphins Chiefs pops out right away. Rams Lions should be great. And and then you have some teams going in different directions. You got Eagles and Bucks uh, in there, uh, and uh, and obviously the Browns Texans should be should be fun for what it is. So a lot of great games. We're gonna change it up this week. Uh, we're gonna just we're gonna dissect every all six games, and we're gonna be uh, a best bet from each. And then uh, we're gonna jump into our parlay of the week, and and then hopefully finish off with a goat and a bum of the week. Uh, but before we get into the upcoming week, I think we want to take a quick look back uh, at our our last week's uh, episode and just. Just see how we did. Um, from an NFL perspective, I was looking good. Jay Mills, uh, Saturday was good to me. I had hit uh, uh, Najee Harris, hit my Dalton Schultz. My my parlay was looking good. Um, and then the Bucks were, were were looking real good. I think I was three and zero heading into the afternoon games, and and that's where things kind of fell apart for me. So uh, Broncos Raiders went well over that thirty eight, which was very surprising to me with those quarterbacks, and then the Bears just couldn't hold out, which in the end may help them, uh, given given you know what they're looking at drafting. So three and five on the week, and then real quickly for the national championship game, Washington. Didn't quite show up in the second half. I uh, was able to hit my prop lock and do- drop it. Quorum got over that 106-and-a-half-yard mark. And uh, unfortunately, Washington did not win or um, you know cover that plus three-and-a-half. So my parlay was out there as well. So one and two on on those picks. Jay Mills, how did you do last week? Yeah, college football kind of got uh, just horrible, man. I mean, I, I was all in on Washington, at least covering that four-and-a-half number, so that didn't come through. Their offense looked bad. Looks like Penix had some type of rib injury or something holding his ribs off every pass after the second quarter. Their offense line looked horrible. Um, 0-3 that day. Um, Sunday had a decent week. Uh, Montgomery scored. Fields couldn't get through for me. Um, I I gave you guys two different bets. Mason Rudolph didn't go over. The weather ended up being way worse than that, so hopefully you guys didn't bet that. But Goff went over at plus 140, hit that nice number, lost the Broncos game like you did. Um, hit Rams money line at plus 162. If you bet at game time, I think it got up to plus 190. Uh, great hit there. Um, uh, beat Riggs. Uh, don't want to beat him down too much. He's not on the pod, but uh, <laughs> we're one and zero in 2024 in our uh, in our bets against each other. Houston covered that number. Uh, just CJ Stroud's is a monster. Um, so we'll just keep it short, simple, uh, decent NFL week. Uh, horrible college football uh, championship game though for me. Yeah, well, and, and you kind of you kind of almost led into into the first game of the week, uh, ending there with C.J. Stroud. Uh, why don't you go ahead and kick it off for our first Saturday game of the week, Jay Mills? 
Yeah, we got the Cleveland Browns uh, and Joe Flacco rolling into Houston. Um, Houston's hosting a playoff game. Uh, not many people probably projected that. Um, they went and traded their first-round pick for this coming year to get um, Anderson at the defensive end, a pairing with C.J. Strout. Looks like the right decision. Um, you're never going to get a talent like that um, at a defensive end. So Houston's on the come up, but I think they end up losing this game. Um, I'm not betting the spread. That's not the bet that I'm placing. Um, but in a dome, should be a high-scoring game. Uh, Joe Flacco's undefeated. I believe he's 5-0 and um, in wild-card matchups. The more experienced team, more experienced coach, and more experienced quarterback uh, goes into Houston, I think, and wins probably either a last-minute uh, last field goal or a touchdown. Um, and my bet I'm taking, I'm taking the Joku, who's just been getting fed uh, by Joe Flacco. Since Flacco's been in there, dude's been a monster. Dude's been going close to 100 yards a game. Uh, so you have him at 54 and a half at minus 125. And the smash that number, if you want to even take an alt line over 75 at plus whatever it is, uh, go ahead and take that. I think it hits. Yeah, just on on Joku, real quick, Jay Mills. I mean, you look at him hitting this. I, you know, he's hit it three, four, five, six of his last eight games. You know, he seems to really be gelling with Flacco, and and he was on the verge of doing that before Watson even went down. Um, on, on every week, I mean, he's getting six, seven, eight plus targets a week. So I, I think he's getting the volume. My only hesitation there is obviously Cooper's healthy. Um, and we saw we saw what he did last time. He's healthy, but I think they're going to need to to throw a little bit. Houston's going to try and make this a track meet. Cleveland's defense will try and prevent that. Um, I think the big the, the big key to me here is can Houston get the run game going? And I don't think they're going to be able to. And I think it's going to make life a lot harder on on the rookie quarterback CJ Stroud. But leading into my bet, CJ Stroud's been incredible. Um, and and. He and D'Amico Ryans deserve a huge amount of credit for taking the Texans from a three-win team to a playoff team. But first-time playoff quarterbacks going up against quarterbacks who've made the playoffs um, in, in previous appearances, they only cover the spread at a rate of 38%. Uh, Houston also has not beaten a top-20 defense since week six, and they now face the number-one-ranked defense in the NFL. Um, I think the, the re- injuries at receiver – are going to be starting to catch up with them. Noah Brown, I don't think, is playing. Uh, they really are, are going into this game with Nico Collins, essentially. Um, and, and the Browns' defense is just its just head and shoulders best in the NFL, I think, right now. And I think it's going to give Stroud the Texans trouble all day long. So um, interesting tidbit. When I place this bet, you could get it two and a half or two, minus two and a half or minus two for the Cleveland Browns at Minus 108. So get that two, minus two, minus 108 if you can. I don't know what, what the what the book was thinking there. But um, Browns minus two at, at minus 108 for, for my Browns-Texans pick. And uh, it'll, it'll take us right into Jay Mills, what I think is going to be the best game of the weekend, the Dolphins at the Kansas City Chiefs. So I, I kind of struggle with this one. Obviously, Justin, being a Kansas City fan, you know, I want to I want to hammer hammer Kansas City money line, hammer them spread, whatever it may be. Um, but I'm I'm kind of a realist too, and I, I see that these are these teams are playing a lot a lot different football from where they were when they met in uh, was it Germany um, way back way back earlier on in the year. It's not going to be the explosive game you expect when you see the Chiefs Miami Dolphins on the on the uh, on the slate. The game time weather is expected expected to be almost zero degrees. Um, it's it, it's not going to be snowing or anything like that, but it's going to be cold and it's going to be dark. Um, you look at 
so so I think the game script is going to be heavily rely heavily on the ground for both teams. Yes, Miami has the opportunities to bust some big plays, but um, I think the Chiefs' defense is going to be able to hold down that run game. And un- unless Tua can can really get a lot of quick throws off, which he's been able to do this year um, in the slot, uh, I think it's going to be a grind. So I'm staying away from picking one of these two teams. I'm even staying away from the game time uh, total, but I am taking the second half under 21 and a half. It's that three touchdown mark. Again, minus 108. Um, this is well above the average combined score of 14.9 from second halves in Chiefs games this season. Um, and the Chiefs, even that number even dips down to 13.8 when they play at home at Arrowhead. Uh, so all nine games this year have gone under the second half total for the Chiefs. Uh, and then you look at the Dolphins. Their offense has kind of been getting quiet in the second half down the stretch as well. Last four games have seen them score a total of 21 points in the second half. Only one touchdown in those games. So second half could be a little bit of a snoozer, um, even though the, the NFL probably wants fireworks. So I'm taking second half under 21 and a half minus 108. Yeah, um, especially with this game kicking off 8 p.m. Eastern time, I just think it's going to be horrendous uh, <laughs> a place to play. Uh, negative five degrees, uh, 20 mile an hour winds. Uh, it says it's supposed to feel like negative 20. Um, I was in Green Bay for the Niners uh, Green Bay game playoff game a couple of years ago, and it was it was zero degrees at kickoff, and it wasn't really windy, and I couldn't imagine playing in that game. So I couldn't imagine it being colder than that and windy, and it, it's going to be a miserable game to play in, especially for the Miami team that's coming from seventy degree weather, and they got to go play in that. Like I just don't know how Miami's going to be able to move the ball on offense, especially with no Mostert. Uh, most likely, and even if most are there, a little banged up in that cold weather is not ideal. Um, under 21 and a half and under in this game altogether, I, I just don't think this game gets over 34 points max, um, and, that, and that's kind of high. I might take an alternate under at, at like 30 at some plus some money, but my bet this week is going to be Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown at plus 105. Um, I just think – Travis Kelsey shows up in these playoff games, um, especially when it comes to a slippery field, if it's snowing um, or a cold field against a Miami team that's all banged up. I just don't see how he doesn't get himself open at some point, and Mahomes is going to be looking for him. He doesn't trust any other receivers uh, other than Rice, who's going to have Ramsey on him. So I think plus 105 is a great number. If you want a different bet, uh, I don't hate Pacheco over 100 yards. Um at plus 330 if you want like an alternate number. Uh, I think he gets 20-plus touches on the ground. Um, and that kind of rolls us into our next game that, that also is probably going to have bad weather. Um, Pittsburgh Steelers at Buffalo Bills. Uh, that, the weather the weather I've seen for this game has kind of been like back and forth. They're saying there's a chance of 45-mile-an-hour uh, gusts uh, with like 20-mile-an-hour standard wind. But then it also there's some reports to say it's supposed to be clear and, and nice. So I don't really know what's going to go on with this game. All I know is it's going to be cold in Buffalo regardless. Um, so I'm kind of taking the approach that the Bills are going to win this game easily. Um, something like 27 to 10 is kind of like the game script I see at the high end. Um, but I could easily see just a 20 to 10 game. Bills get the Bills get up. They're just going to run the ball um, with Josh Allen, run the ball with uh, James Cook, and just keep the ball away from the Steelers. Uh, less 
drives you can give the Steelers a ball and less chance you have a Josh Allen throwing a pick or giving them a good field position where they can score because I don't see how the Steelers get down the field if they have a bad field position. So I think it's a field position game. The under should hit, and I'm taking Cook over 80-plus yards, alternate line at plus 140. I think he gets close to 20 touches on the ground. Yeah, I think I look at I look at that pick. Cook's done that twice this year. Uh, one game he only had twelve touches for one hundred nine yards. One was twenty five for one seventy nine. So I think it's I think script is going to drive that that Cook bet there, and you're paying you know you're paying those for those odds, um, assuming that the Bills are going to be up a large part of that second half, and he's going to be pushing the twenty carry mark, which he's hit a couple times this year. Um, I'm I'm actually you touched on it. I'm fully diving into the weather on this one. And I think the weather um, actually will work in the Steelers favor, even though it is in Buffalo and, you know, Helen tends to play well in the weather. I don't think the Steelers have much of a shot. I'm not touching the, uh, the spread at all. I think 10 points is a weird number. I can see the Steelers, you know, you have a late touchdown that gets them in there, but I, I uh, am, am going with the under 35 and a half at minus 110. I'm expecting the weather, which you mentioned Jay Mills, Sustained winds, they're, they're reporting 28 to 30 miles an hour, gusts of up to 60, plenty of snow is what they're saying. And even if it does clear up a little bit, I think um, this under still in play because both teams have a have an incredibly slow pace of play. Pittsburgh has rushed the ball at the highest rate over the last three weeks of any team in the NFL. And Buffalo's rush defense ranks 32nd over its last five games. So I, I, I think I – think even if Buffalo is stifling the run a little bit because they're going to be keying in on it, I think Pittsburgh's going to push the run game, which is going to run that clock. I think game script is going to push the Bills to rely on the run game probably in the second half, which is going to run that clock even more. And I, I, I do actually think it should be an under, um, in, in unexpectedly in a Bills game under 35 and a half. And then you always got to wonder about kicking and, and punting, right? That could be that could be tricky uh, when you, you might need a field goal or two to get you over this mark. So minus 110, 35 and a half. Uh, we'll lock that in for Steelers-Bills. And we'll jump into our Cowboys at Packers, which is the second game on Sunday. Um, this was – this is an interesting – Interesting game for me, Justin. I feel like with this line, I saw it at seven and a half earlier today. I feel like Vegas is kind of baiting you into taking the Packers in this game. You know, take that plus seven and a half. Oh, it looks nice and safe. It's only a touchdown. They'll, they'll backdoor cover at worst. But I just, I'm, I don't think the Packers are there. I think it, it, these are two different tier of teams. So when you put two different tier of teams in the NFL, one at home who's 8-0 at home and one who's 4-5 and on the road, the Packers, I don't know that this will be a very close game. Um, I think the Cowboys will run away with this game. Uh, on top of that, I didn't love the, I didn't love the, the, uh, the total either, 48.5s kind of hits right around that 49. So I went with kind of a, a unique bet, and I found this on DraftKings. Both teams to make 33-yard field goals or longer at plus 120 odds. Hear me out here. I, I think I think both defenses are strong enough to to hold those opposing offenses uh, once they get into that red zone um, and and multiple times once they get in that red zone. You've got D- Dallas anchored by Micah Parsons, who's going to create pressure all day on on Jordan Love. So even if they do get in that red zone, you can see a sack, you can see field goal attempts from from Anders Carlson. Uh, 
and and Packers defense has stepped up and they're I think they're going to be able to slow down the Cowboys offense but the Cowboys are going to bust some of those big plays get into the position to score um I expect multiple scoring offenses from both teams. I think it's going to be a high scoring, but I do think a lot of a lot of those are going to end up being field goal attempts. And you got to think, as long as the drives stall out at the 17 yard line or or worse, uh, these kickers are going to have an opportunity to hit this. Last bit is uh, Anders Carlson, the Packers field goal kicker, 21 of 27 on the year for 30 plus yard field goals. And then you look over at Brandon Aubrey. He is, let's see, I believe. 27 of 29 on 30 plus yard field goals this year. So these guys are, are pretty darn good from that range. Uh, Jay Mills, what are you, what are you thinking about for this game? Yeah. Um, I'm rolling kind of, I think Dallas is going to win this game. Um, I do think the Packers could surprise Dallas and make this a game, uh, but I can see Dallas pulling away late. I think green Bay is just too young of a, of a team, but they do have the wide receiver depth to give Dallas some fits um, in the slot and whatnot. So I like Jordan Love over 248.5 passing yards at minus 115. Um, I think it's a great number. I think that they're, if they're going to be losing, if you think Dallas is going to be winning this game, which is what it should be in a dome, I don't see why Jordan Love won't be able to throw for 250. Um, he has a solid offensive line. I know the uh, Dallas's defensive line is going to give him some fits, but you should be able to scramble enough to put up some yards in the air. Um, so, but if you don't like the passing number, which I don't see why you want it, I, I could see him going for three hundred in this game, especially if they're going to be losing. And they shouldn't they shouldn't be able to run the ball against a Dallas team with uh, Aaron Jones. Um, you could also take Jordan Love, who is very athletic, uh, doesn't run a lot, but it's also a playoff game. Uh, these quarterbacks that are athletic that don't run a lot, they're going to run a lot more when it comes to the playoffs because they're not worried about injury. So if you want to take Jordan Love at 25 rushing yards at plus 475, um, you want big odds, go ahead and take that instead. Um, and that kind of rolls us into our next game, another Dome, another Dome team. So uh, we got Matthew Stafford going home versus uh, Jared Goff uh, playing his old franchise in a playoff game. Um there's a lot of things going on here, whether it's it's Goff playing McFay, um, who kind of gave up on him, and he resurrected the Lions uh, franchise and been a solid QB for them, uh, to Stafford going to his home that he brought a lot of memories to, even though they weren't able to do much. But this game is going to be the – should be the highest scoring game of the weekend. Uh, both these teams can get shredded in the passing game. Um, I think if you're going to take overs, take them with the receivers. Um, I don't know how – great uh how much they're going to be able to run against Aaron Donald um I know Detroit's going to try to run the ball but their biggest weakness the Rams that being is their pass coverage in the back end they don't have the depth they don't have the receivers to cover Amaron St. Brown uh Laporte if he's back Gibbs out of the backfield um Jameson Williams is a is a sneaky guy to have some yards um in the air he's been coming on so I'm taking Amaron St. Brown the best player best receiver for the Detroit Lions and should be targeted uh 12 plus times in this game I'm taking him at plus 110 in a high scoring game to score a touchdown um especially if Laporte is out I don't see how Brown doesn't get into the end zone if he doesn't get in the end zone it's not looking good for the the Lions yeah I I agree with you there I like Amon Ra to get in the end zone 10 10 times this year uh he's been in the end zone all of his each of his last four games you know, five out of six, seven out of nine. Like you can go down the you can go down the road when someone scored ten touchdowns, they're likely to get in. And I think the Laporta the Laporta no you know injury 
would amplify that as well. Um, I think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. It's probably going to be the most, you know, <laughs> most fireworks in the game this year. Um, but when I look at the game, I see two teams trending in different directions, and I've kind of fallen in love with the Stafford, Nakua, uh, Cup, Kyron Williams combination on that that Rams offense lately. And then you look over, you flip it to Detroit. Detroit. Their defense has been a concern down the stretch. Um, they've actually fallen with most the bottom of most measurements over the past 10 weeks. I think they're 27th in EPA allowed per play since week nine, 26th in yards allowed per play, 11th most first downs allowed. Detroit, you know, we talked about Laporta. Also, Khalif Raymond, the special teams guy that also plugs in at the slot sometimes. Both were injured in week 18. Up in the air for Sunday, sound like game time decisions. Um, and I, I just really, when, when the games are this tight, you know, we had high hopes for the Lions, lower hopes for the, the Rams, except, you know, I kind of thought they were going to overperform. But you look at this, you, you look at Stafford versus Cup, and at the end of the day, I'm still going to take Stafford over Cup. I think it's going to be, like I said, back and forth, and who can make that last play, and I'm going to go with Stafford. I'm taking Rams money line plus 140 to take down the Lions. And a bit of a shocker, but, uh, you know, considering how the, how the Lions have looked all year, but uh, like the Rams coming away with this one, Jay Bills. And uh, that'll roll us into the final game, the Monday night game of the week. The Philadelphia Eagles at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And this one is going to be interesting, especially the way we've seen the Eagles play the last few weeks. Um, look, I, I, don't, I don't know where to go with, with the game script on this one. I anticipate the Eagles will buck up and win, uh, but they're not going to have that, that cold weather home field advantage. This one's going to be in, buck, in Tampa Bay, so it's going to be nice and warm. Um, the ground game has been hurting uh, the Eagles as of late. They haven't been able to get it going, and, and I, I think that's what's impacted their ability to get the ball down to the field to the A.J. Browns of the world. My bet, regardless of the outcome, I'm going to go with Hertz as the first Philadelphia Eagles touchdown score at plus 205. Uh, you kind of expect Hertz to score a touchdown almost every single game when you look at their their backfield uh, with with Swift and Gainwell. Neither one of them are the biggest bodied running backs, right? When you get down to the the inside the five, uh, whether it's a scramble or a quarterback sneak, a drawn up play, or you know him him not finding a receiver, I think that that he's gonna he's gonna get in. I know it's a tough bet take him as the first score, but the, to me the Bucks defense is strong enough when the Eagles get in the red zone to hold them out. You know, maybe at that one, two yard line, that inside the five yard line space, a couple of times, and and all it takes is Hurts tuck and run or the tush push. Uh, so even though they have a lot of other weapons, I think eyes are going to be on Smith and Brown when they get deep in that that red zone, and I think uh, I think Hurts will make some plays with the legs and get in uh, first time for the Eagles. So that's uh, that's how I see it going down, Jay Bills. Yeah, especially with the injuries at the wide receiver position for the Eagles right now. Um, kind of up in there, what, Asia Brown? I, I doubt he sits out, but he's banged up. Uh, Smith said he's playing, but he's banged up. Uh, Hurts, what, he broke his broke or dislocated his uh, middle finger on his throwing hand. So um, I think they're, they're due to just run the ball probably 40 times in this game um, and leave Hurt. I don't think Hurts is going to sit, so if he doesn't sit, I doubt they're going to be airing it out unless they absolutely have to. Um, Swift's probably going to get a lot of carries, and Hertz is going to get a lot of carries, um, be that as it may, with the injury to the hand of Hertz. Um, so I, I love that bet. Um, I'm going with a, another alt line. I've been kind of on these alt lines the last couple of weeks. Um, 
Philadelphia Eagles are giving up 53 yards a game to tight ends. Um, Their starting safeties out. I know Byard's playing, but their other starting safeties out. Um, I just over 40 yards um, at plus 285 is just too too low of a, a line for that amount of money that you can win, uh, basically three to one odds. Um, I think Otten's going to get four to five catches. I think he could easily get a 15, 20-yard catch. Um, and Baker Mayfield is a little banged up, and he's going to want to get the ball out early. When you want to get out early, you're going to throw the ball to your running backs, and you want to throw the ball to your tight ends. So I think Otten gets over that 40 yards. Wouldn't be surprised if he gets to 50 or 60 yards. Uh, no, he's not a great tight end, but at plus 285 when the Eagles are giving up 53 yards a game um, this year to tight ends, I just I think it's a good bet. So I don't know what your thoughts on that are. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know that stat on KDOT, and I think that's a tremendous opportunity there. Um, and I, I do think that that you know, the Bucks are going to have to throw the ball probably to win this game. Um, and, and very likely Mayfield's going to be under a lot of pressure. So that's probably going to have him look the tight ends way more often than not. I, I probably will ride that with you, with you, Jay Mills, to be quite honest after hearing that, that stat. So I like it. Not sure where this game would go. It'd be fan. It'd be really, really uh, interesting if the Bucks pull this one out because yeah, it's you can, gonna be a it's gonna be a very you, interesting game. You could have both Super Bowl teams not even you know easily lose this weekend. Both both of the reigning Super Bowl teams in the Eagles and the Chiefs. Uh, you know, Chiefs more so to me. It looks like because of the level of competition they're playing. Eagles more because of uh you know how they're playing right now on the, on the on themselves so uh should be a fantastic week i think we still have um we still have a couple of parlays of the week for you i you know i'll throw it over to you a sec justin but i'm keeping mine simple because i i threw all these picks <laughs> into DraftKings and i saw the odds for a ten dollar bet that'll uh win you uh close to twelve hundred so it, pretty simple. Browns minus two. Chiefs, Dolphins second half under twenty one and a half. Uh, the Steelers, Bills under thirty five and a half. Packers, Cowboys, both teams to make a thirty three yard field goal or longer. Rams money line and hurts the first Philadelphia touchdown score gets you plus one one three zero three. Like I said, a ten dollar bet, five picks. Uh, excuse me, six picks uh, gets you over a thousand bucks. So. Throw a few, throw a dollar out there and see what happens. It's it's fun. Uh, started off three and zero and, and almost got got uh, the parlay last week. So worth a worth a, a sweat or two. Yeah, worth a sprinkle at those odds. I mean, it's great. So I'm rolling a very simple one. Uh, this one's on sleeper. You can run it in California or you can run it on DraftKings. Whatever you want. Uh, super simple. Two guys. Kate Otten over 21.5 receiving yards. You know, I like him over 40, so why would not bet 21.5? Um, and then Pacheco over 65.5. I think Pacheco is going to be the key to that Miami game. I think if Kansas City wins the game, uh, which they should, um, it's going to be on Pacheco's back. I think Pacheco gets 120 yards, probably something like that in this game. Um all around, whether that's receiving, running, but I, I think he gets close to 18 to 20 touches on the ground. He's projected to get 17 uh, if you look at the odds. So if he gets 17 carries, that's what you're giving me with Pacheco. I, I mean, he could get 65 yards in the first quarter. He's he's an explosive player, so he can bust one out. Uh, that's all it takes. There's a lot of injuries on Miami's run, run game. So three to one odds basically on that. Uh, don't hate it. Um, running something very simple for you guys. Uh, Brandon's got the long odds for us. Yeah, I certainly do. Uh, and, and 
You know, as is our new tradition, we're going to finish this off with our our goat and our bub of the week. And uh, I'll go ahead and start off with our my goat of the week. Uh, although the national championship didn't go as as expected, one guy stood out uh, who who I think really changed changed this game script entirely, changed how the game looked. Donovan Edwards coming on strong for the Michigan Wolverines, six carries, 104 yards. He had those two 40-plus yard touchdown runs. I think his explosiveness out of the backfield changed everything. I know Corum later on ran for a 60-plus yarder, but Edwards doesn't break those two, and I think you have an entirely different ball game. I mean, it's it's 2013, and, and you know maybe maybe going into half, Washington has the lead or it's a tie ball game. I think that that changes up how they're approaching the second half. So uh, big, big time game from Donovan Edwards. You know, congrats to, to the Michigan Wolverines. And and next year we got a 12-team playoff coming down. So it should be even more fun next year. Jamos, who's your uh, go to the week? Yeah, I'm going with uh, go of the week's just going to be Nick Saban. Um, I mean, don't need to explain why he's the go of the week. One of the best coaches if not the best college coach of all time, 13 national championships. Uh, dude's a stud. Um, Alabama legend, NCAA legend. Uh, sounds like he's going to sign a big, big um, broadcasting deal with somebody. Uh, that's all the rumors. They don't know who it is. But um, Nick Saban, I mean, not much more to say about him. Um, it's been great watching that tenure in Alabama, even though it was annoying all those years seeing Alabama in every championship game. You're like, can we just get somebody else? But uh, he'll be missed. Uh, kind of figuring out who's going to go to Alabama should be an interesting thing. A lot of coaches gone with Bill Belichick, uh, the, probably the best NFL coach, and now Nick Saban gone um, from their, their places. So uh, be happy to see you. Hopefully Lane Kiven or somebody cool gets that job, uh, can kind of re- Revigor that franchise and uh, and bring back Alabama and keep them at the at where they've been the last like what twenty years since Nick Saban's been there seventeen yeah. years it's so been a long time um, and that kind of rolls us into um, our next segment the bum of the week um, kind of flowed between two people um, I'll give it an honorary shout out won't go into it but the Jags the Jags were going to be originally mine um, horrible end of the season uh, atrocious. Um, down to Trevor Lawrence, to their coaching, to their defense, to everything. Just horrendous all-around play. You win, got to win one game in the last six. You can't. Um, I think they were like minus like 10,000 to win the division like or or make the playoffs like six weeks ago. So just her- atrocious. Don't need to go on that too much. But it's going to be Arthur the Crybaby Smith. Um, <laughs> you're an NFL coach. Um, should they have went and scored that touchdown? No, probably not. Um, but you're also an NFL coach. There's no such thing as running the score up. I'm sorry to tell you. This is the NFL. This isn't peewee football. This isn't high school football where you're playing a team that you're way better than. Be a better coach then if you don't want to get the score ran up on you. You know what? Play better. Coach better. Give the ball to your to your to all of your top ten draft picks. Let's let's draft uh Kyle Pitts. Uh we don't want to throw him the ball. Let's draft uh Drake London. Uh we don't want to throw him the ball. Let's draft Bijan. Nah, we'll get the ball to Algier. It's just atrocious, man. They the fact that you drafted three guys in the top ten, or at least in the first round. I don't know if London was a top ten pick. He was close to it. Um, and you just don't give them the ball. It's just atrocious. And you roll with Ritter and Heineke at quarterback when you know you knew Ritter was going to be your quarterback. So I don't really understand that. Um, Arthur Smith. Uh, 
dude's a joke. Um, I hope he goes somewhere into the abyss and coaches like New Mexico State since uh, <laughs> my boy's gone from there or something like that. Uh, but go off on a tangent. I uh, just can't believe you just cry like that after an NFL game. It's just insane. Yeah, and I think you know the bigger thing with Arthur Smith is you, you come in, you take this job, and you're supposed to be an offensive-minded coach. And their defense is what is carrying the load in Atlanta. You know, they almost got, they had them on the verge of a playoff, uh, you know, a playoff uh, appearance. But if you're supposed to be an offensive coach, you got to put points on the board. I know they don't have much of it, by the way, of a quarterback there, but I don't think, I think people were confused all year, uh, you know, all year long on what was going on in Atlanta. So can't, uh, can't agree more there, Jay Mills. I'm uh, pivoting not to a human being, but I'm pivoting to a company. My bum of the week is EA Sports. Uh, I'm not a huge gamer anymore, Justin, but I have been looking forward to the release, the trailer release, the release date release of NCAA football for 10 freaking years. And they had an opportunity to to blow it out of the water uh, <laughs> the national during the national championship. They did not. They've been expected to release a trailer. They have not. Uh, so they're keeping us on our toes. I guess there's there's been some uh, last minute trying to get, you know, Notre Dame's rights to buy in. There's always you always hear about these people that don't buy into the video games, but it's it's on the horizon. I can feel it. Uh, I'm really excited for it. I, I've been playing. I've played 2014 over and over again. I've imported how many different, uh, you know, how many different seasons of of created players i'm excited for it can't wait to to get the sticks back out but but you really dropped the ball there ea sports for for all the gamers out there and for myself somebody just likes to play for fun every once in a while and they should they should just if if it's notre dame is the reason it's holding up they should just not even ask them to be in the game anymore and just name them the notre donkeys or something just give them some <laughs> ugly logo and just like create players like they used to when Barry Bonds didn't want to be in the video games. So they had like a <laughs> yeah. fake Barry Bonds in the game. Um, yeah. Yeah, dude, I haven't played video games that much last year or last couple of years. But when that game comes out, I can promise you I will be playing the day of the release and I'll probably put in like 20 plus hours the first week. It's I just love that game so much, man. It's just so fun yeah. building a team. Um the online mode. There's so many teams, so many players. Um, so hopefully they they kill it. Um, hopefully they they do a good job, um, and they don't somehow screw this opportunity up to probably be the up there with the highest grossing video game um, other than GTA ever. Um, and GTA gets released this year or next year. So um, some big games. I don't really play too much GTA, but I play a lot of sports games and that EA sports, that NCAA football game. I guarantee you if I could put some money on it, uh, might break <laughs> records for uh most sold video game of all time. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait for it. I'm sure Jamie's you and I can, can get some games going against each other in the future, but uh, that wraps up episode 34 for wildcard weekend. Uh, hope you enjoyed this segment. Let us know uh, if we lost you any money, if we made you any money, shoot us some comments, jo come join the show. We're going to have a few more throughout the playoffs and then pivot to, uh, you know, golf and basketball season. Um, as always, you can find the podcast anywhere podcasts are streamed, mainly Spotify and, and uh, iTunes. Uh, you can find on X at BBA Pod, uh, Better Bets Ahead on Instagram. And, and all, as always, you can find my bets uh, at uh, Don Bentley Bets on X and Bentley Bets on Instagram. Jay Mills, where can we find you? 
Yeah, find me Dynasty underscore dogs on Instagram. Uh, go on our our webs or not our website, our Instagram. Uh, message us, DM us if you want on the pod. If you want to place your bets on the pod, you don't want to actually come on. That's fine. Um, we're gonna be rolling into golf. Golf season's uh, coming up. Uh, probably my second favorite sport to uh, fa- second favorite sport to bet. So um, hopefully we can roll into that and have another good season. I think I had a really good season last year. I think I picked like nine or 10 outright winners. Um, I am betting three guys, three to four guys a week, but uh, that's still, most of them are, <laughs> are plus like 1500 each, if not higher. I think I hit like a 30 to one, 40 to one this year. Um, so those really pay for themselves right there. You hit two of those, you already pay for the year. So you get a couple more, you're good. So um, yeah, follow us, like, subscribe, make sure you put a five-star rating and then that's queued out. Uh, let's have a great uh, first wildcard weekend, baby.